0: Welcome to today's episode of Gone Fishing Nuclear Report. This podcast is your one-stop information source for news about Department of Energy's environmental management activities around the nation. DOE is now engaged in the largest environmental remediation program in history – cleaning up nuclear production sites across the U.S. that were used to support national security missions for 75 years. Some of the work on these sites dates back to the super-secret Manhattan Project, a national priority to develop the first atomic bomb that helped in World War II. Cleanup of these sites is a multi-decade effort, requiring thousands of trained professionals and highly skilled craftspeople with budgets in the billions of dollars. Each week, the Gone and Nuclear Report will bring you the latest news about developments in the DOE environmental management complex. Now, with today's report, here is our host, Michael Butler.
1: Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Gone Fish and Nuclear Report. Today is December 20th, 2021. We're very pleased today to have as our guest Dr. Wes Hines, head of the nuclear engineering department at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Dr. Hines has held this post since 2011 and was just appointed to another term in October. In announcing the reappointment, Dr. Matthew Minch, Dean of the Tickle College of Engineering, said nuclear engineering is a high-demand discipline that intersects medical science, clean energy, defense, and many other areas of national importance critical to our collective future. Dr. Hines is the right person to lead our program forward. Wes earned his bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from Ohio University and attended the U.S. Naval Nuclear Power School before becoming a naval officer on nuclear submarines. After the Navy, he earned an MBA and a master's and doctorate both in nuclear engineering from The Ohio State University. He is a fellow of the American Nuclear Society and an Ohio State Distinguished Alumni, in addition to many other honors and accolades. Dr. Hines collaborated with Ken Reuter, president of UCOR in Oak Ridge, and Eric Abelquist, a former executive at Oak Ridge Associated Universities, now with UCOR, to establish the nation's first minor in decommissioning and environmental management in the U.S., Gone Fishing had a chance to sit down with Dr. Hines recently to talk about this groundbreaking initiative to train a new generation of environmental cleanup professionals. So welcome, Dr. Hines. We're glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate being invited. Um, Well, we want to get started uh, talking a little bit about the nuclear decommissioning minor that uh, UT Knoxville is offering now. Uh, I'd like to start uh, by having you tell us how that came about and what led to the creation of this mine.
2: Yeah, well, I guess it was a, it was a few things. Uh, I hadn't really thought a, a lot of nuclear decommissioning and, and environmental management. It's not something that many nuclear engineering departments think about and the heads don't think about, but I happened to be a, at ETEC one Friday morning, that's the East Tennessee oh. Economic Commission, and, uh, and I was asked to, to introduce Eric Abelquist. Uh, you know, Eric is the exec, was the executive vice president and chief research officer at Oak Ridge Associated Universities. He was one of the developers of Marsum. And he made a presentation that really centered around nuclear decommissioning and the amount of cleanup work, not only in the U.S., but around the world that, that still needed to be done. And uh, it kind of hit home that, that DOE probably has a lot more money going into the environmental management budget than they do into the nuclear energy budget. So most of our research, most of our faculty are really focused on DOE and e, And that budget at that time was maybe $900 million a year, while the DOE environmental management budget was about $7 billion a year. And, uh, and I thought, you know, if the government's spending that much money, you know, they have to be spending it on people. And the people who, you know, manage these programs, the the engineers that work on these programs, I really hadn't thought about that. And I hadn't thought, you know, who trains these people? So we have a close collaboration uh, with UCOR. UCOR is the the, uh, collaborative group that was uh, is or was responsible for cleaning up the East Tennessee Technology Park. And during one of our meetings, it was kind of noted that that there isn't a pipeline for these types of individuals. Those wanting to get into the field. And there is a need for, for talented graduates. And uh, and I had further discussions with, with the president Ken Ruder and, and Harold Connor, who's on the prior podcast. And we decided to investigate a little bit more about some type of an academic curriculum in the area so that we could have a pipeline of qualified students, qualified graduates uh, that may be able to have an impact in this area. And at that point, we kind of tasked them with putting together a list of, of what important topics uh, would a graduate need to know about. Uh, and from that list, then we designed a curriculum and uh, and we we called it an undergraduate minor.
1: What kind of uh, how did you go about creating the curriculum? Uh, what kind of topics does the decommissioning course cover?
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So the uh, the nuclear engineering and decommissioning uh, minor and the the nuclear decommissioning environmental, environmental management minor is a, is a joint program between nuclear engineering and civil engineering. You know, when, when we, when I talked to the people at UCOR and, uh, and they had discussions, uh, and then came back to me, they said, you know, one of the major topics, one of the major needs is, is people who understand project management. So one of the core courses is civil course, um, covering construction management. I guess in this case, you would think of it as deconstruction management. You know, rather than how do you program and plan for the construction of a, of a large facility here, how do you plan and program and manage the deconstruction of a large facility? So that's one of the major core classes. Uh, then we have some nuclear classes. We have a class in nuclear fuel cycles to really understand, you know, uh, Cradle to Grave, you know, how nuclear power plants get their fuel, where the fuel goes, where the radiation goes, how, how the cleanup occurs. Uh, we have a principles of health physics so that the students understand um, how to safely work or work around radiation. And then we have some electives such as uh, nuclear materials management, uh, radiation shielding, licensing, uh, a, a follow on construction management course and a radiological assessment and dosimetry course. Now, they only have to take four of those courses, but so they get to choose uh, which elective they'd like to take. And, and just recently, maybe a couple months ago, I talked to, to Harold Connor, and, uh, and they're interested in developing a new course related to the complete process of site cleanup. So it'll be a very applied course uh, where it takes a student through uh, probably bidding on a project. Then when you get the project uh, what are the first things you have to do? You know how do you go in and and uh, and 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 understand what type of contaminants, what type of radiate radioactive materials might be in a facility? How do you shut down the facility cold and dark? you know how do you go through the whole process until you're you're going to the the last few phases where you release it uh, for new use?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay well, uh, that's great. Um, uh, what is the level of student interest in this uh, minor? Are you getting uh, people signed up for it?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because you have kind of a cart and a horse, right? You know, <laughs> you have to get students interested in something that they've never thought about before. And how do you do that? Uh, and, and the goal then is, you know, to, to get them interested in the minor so that they take the classes so that they can graduate. And they have to see that that light at the end of the tunnel. And we I've done this before with with some other miners. Uh, You have to explain to them that there are good jobs out there. Uh, We did this really through partnering, partnering with UCor. UCor took our students, came, you know, we we took a bus of students out to to East Tennessee Technology Park so that they could see what the work is. So they had, you know, they supported us with some field trips. Um, They supported us with, with speakers, technical speakers. Uh, speakers that come in and talk about the company. So it's really getting the students knowing more about the field and more about the companies and the opportunities. And they also helped us out with summer internships. You know, in addition, we have a strong collaborative relationship with Atiba. Let's see if I get this right. Because uh, years ago, I think it was something different, but it's the Energy Technology Environmental Business Association. So it's a Knoxville-based professional organization with 150 to 170 members, small medium and large companies that do work in the energy related and the environmental environment related work with with the government. Uh, so they developed uh, we partnered with them and they were just fabulous. they they first developed a sort of I, I call it a match.com on their website that let their companies post advertisements and then let our students post resumes. so they have a, a portion of their website really to try to help make those matches. Um, they also allowed our students to attend their yearly conference for free. They had some special student sessions uh, where they would come up and talk about the research that they've done. They had poster sessions. They had a career fair on site at their, at their conference. And they've, they've also uh, sponsored some de- departmental events, such as we have an annual cookout. At least pre-COVID, we had an annual cookout. We had to have that on hold a little bit recently, but we're looking forward to doing that again. So if, if you look at at East Tennessee, you know, there's not a better place, I think, in the world to have some type of a program like this. We have over 100 nuclear-related companies within 50 miles of my office on campus. And uh, the strong industrial support that we have in East Tennessee, I don't think exists anywhere else in the world. So we're very fortunate to be able to start a new program and have you know, local companies that are interested and that want to work with the university and help us out. Of course, they're trying to help out their companies, too, by, by bringing in fresh talent. But it, it's a fabulous environment for us to work in.
1: Well, your, your uh, statement about the uh, robust nature of the industry in East Tennessee kind of gets to the next thing that I'd like to talk about, which is... Uh, um, the 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 future uh, careers that people can have in this industry. What do you? What is your assessment of the career opportunities that are out there for graduates? Uh, uh, what's the future of the decommissioning industry?
2: I, I think that you know the future of the industry is. Well, Eric Abelquist uh, made a statement once, and uh, I really love this statement. He said, "There's nothing certain in life, but taxes, death." And decommissioning, <laughs> so we have these facilities, and they're going to be decommissioned at one time or another. So the the work is there. There are generations of, of work out there to be done, and uh, and there have to be smart people to to do that work, to do that work efficiently and in a cost effective manner, and in a safe manner. We always we always have to put safety first. So you know, I think that the the first goal of our department is to develop a safety culture in our students you know we do all these other things but if we don't develop a safety culture in our students uh, we haven't done our job as, as a nuclear engineering department and that also makes us different than, than all the other departments in the country so I, I think there's there's a lot of opportunities out there if, if you just look at a, at a uh, at someone like Atiba that has 170 companies you know they're having people age and, and retire and they need to bring in uh, new, fresh, fresh talent with, with fresh ideas that, that are trained. You get a lot of the, you can get a lot of this through on the job training. And I think that's, what's been done in the past, but to have students come in ready to uh, be productive, uh, the first day they get on the job, that, that's another one of our goals.
1: Okay. Uh, the, um, My understanding is this is the first nuclear decommissioning minor that's been offered anywhere at a major educational institution in the country. Uh, First, can you confirm that that's the case? And secondly, um, do you know of any other colleges or universities that are thinking about doing something similar?
2: Yeah, it's a really interesting question because... Um, I have, I have an interesting story to go along with that, I think. So we are the first, and I think we are the only one. There are a couple programs that, that have, uh, uh, do some work in this area. Uh, Florida International University does some work. Clemson has some, has a little bit of work. I mean, they do research, have some, you know, graduate courses. Vanderbilt has some work in this area, but no one has it really at the undergraduate level. No one has a minor. And, um probably 2 years ago i was on five different advisory boards for other nuclear engineering programs and at one meeting and i'm not going to uh, to call out the university but it's a large engineering university has a very strong nuclear engineering program that's very power focused nuclear power focused and at the meeting it was it was discussed that you know the number of jobs in the power industry were declining due to plant shutdowns and no new builds coming online and they were concerned about their, their graduates getting jobs. And, and I discussed our, our nuclear decommissioning environmental management program. Said that one advantage of having that program is it's a risk reducer, similar to your financial portfolio. You have stocks and you have bonds. Usually, when stocks go up, bonds might trail. When bonds go up, you know, so one of them is usually a winner, right? <laughs> they usually don't, don't both go down. Um, and, and the same thing happens with with graduates and with careers. If you're building a lot of nuclear power plants, there's gonna be a lot of jobs in the power side of things. If a lot of these power plants are being shut down and decommissioned, you're have a lot of jobs in the decommissioning side of things. So I, I looked at developing the program at, at UT as, as meeting a national need, but also as a way to reduce the risk that our, our department has and making sure that, that students get great jobs and good careers. So when I made that statement and uh, and I talked about this might be something for you to think about because you are so heavily invested into the power, uh, there is there is a uh, there was a board member and uh, he kind of threw his fist on the table and he said, uh, "We will never have a decommissioning program at the University of X." <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, okay, you know maybe I just." Uh, to keep my mouth shut a little bit. Uh, but he, he kind of looked at nuclear decommissioning in an odd way as, you know, we're admitting to defeat. Every You know, we, we decommission a plant. But in reality, you know, we're responsible for the whole fuel cycle. And decommissioning is an important part of the nuclear life cycle. If we can't decommission plants efficiently and cost-effectively, it's gonna to add to the price of nuclear electricity. And it'll make nuclear electricity less competitive compared to natural gas or coal or whatever the competing technologies are. So we really have to embrace the decommissioning aspect of nuclear power and make sure that, that we can do that job you know, safely, always first safely, efficiently, cost-effectively, because if not, nuclear power is going to die itself. If it's too expensive to decommission a plant, no one's going to build new plants. So, and I I didn't really go into detail and tell them that at the time. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was, uh, I thought I better just sit, sit back and, uh, and wait for the next question, maybe help them out with something else. But it's funny, because about a year later, uh, they contacted me. And said they were reconsidering and wanted to know more about our program. You know, why are you doing the program? Why do you think it's important? So I told them a lot of those things that, that I just explained to you. And uh, I haven't seen them come out and announce that they have a minor, but they're they're looking at it, investigating it, and uh, and uh, maybe the board member has changed his mind by now.
1: Well, UT has been a, lot, a trendsetter in a lot of ways over the years, and uh, this is just another good example. Um, let me ask you this. Finally, um, if you were talking to a group of uh, students who were coming into the university from high schools around the country or uh, freshmen in college, uh, what would you say to them to, uh, to pique their interest in, uh, in the decommissioning minor or in environmental cleanup? Uh, uh, what, what's the story that you, that you uh, say to students to let them know what the opportunities are out there? Well, I think first I,
2: I let them know that there is this, this career opportunity and I let them know what a backlog of, of work there is. And, and I got a lot of that from, from Eric Abelquist's first presentation, you know, the, the billions of dollars that, that still need to be spent in the United States and in Europe and in England and, and, and everywhere. So let them know that there's, that there's an opportunity there. But then I think you really have to depend on your students who have seen the light, gone out and got uh, and and earned a minor, and then got a job there. It's really when those students go out and be successful, and they find these challenging jobs, and then they come back and they tell the new students. That's that's when they really start to believe it. So there's there's this period of of three to four years when you try to start off a new program where you spend a lot of time trying to give the students information. And and, and it's funny because the students at, at the end, at every awards bank with the students have these, they call them faculty superlative awards where they kind of make something funny about, you know, each of the faculty members. And one year I got it for the, the, the faculty member most likely to talk about nuclear decommissioning environmental management. <laughs> That's what you have to do to, to get, To get a program started until the students can come back and talk about, you know, the challenges that they have and and the exciting career that they have and and the opportunity for growth that they have in these careers. So I don't and I've had other students tell me, they say, you know, Dr. Hines, you know, you can tell us these things, you know, time and time again. But if we hear it from another student, we relate to it better and we can believe it. It's kind of irritating for me <laughs> they don't believe it. Yeah. And I see them making these same mistakes you know in, in other areas over and over, and they're like, you need to have a student tell us that too. So, so that's, that's another thing that I've learned about trying to, to run a large department is you, you have to get the students bringing feedback to the other students to make sure that, that a program like that continues to be successful.
1: Well, I don't want to close out without giving you the opportunity to add anything else that you'd like to. Uh, Is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to uh, be sure we cover today?
2: Uh, I don't think so. But, you know, there are several stories of, of our graduates, you know, our, our graduates that uh, I haven't really, you know, formally tracked their progress when they go out and, and into the careers. But I do exit interview every student that, that we graduate. And I have had students, and I asked them during the exit interview, you know, do you have a job yet? You know, where are you going to go to work? <laughs> if not, why not? You know, every once in a while you have one saying, Dr. Hines, I'm just trying to graduate. I can't <laughs> think about a job yet. But I do have students that have said, yeah, I, I just got a job. I had, I remember one said, I just got a job at Y12. He said, and I had an internship at UCOR. And got my you know NDEM minor, and that's why they gave me the job. So so it is providing value. It is getting the students you know in the door, where then they can can improve themselves.
1: Well, that's uh, a good that's a great success story. Uh, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate your time and the insight that you've offered on uh, the future for decommissioning and all the work you're doing there. Uh, thank you very much and uh, we uh, appreciate the time you so with us. Great. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's Gone Fishin nuclear report. Join us next time for more environmental management news from Department of Energy sites around the country.